Alright, what's up guys? Before we get into today's episode, I want to know, are you looking to gear up with some unique designs featuring your favorite teams, players, sayings, movie references, more? Or are you trying to represent the breakdown in your hometown? Now, you can get some of the coolest, most comfortable gear around, all while supporting local artists with TeePublic. TeePublic's an internet store featuring tons of shirt designs that you can put on uh, different types of t-shirts, different hoodies, three-quarter sleeves, long sleeves like I'm rocking right now. You can swag out, swag out your dog with a new dog tee. Use our URL, bit.ly slash the breakdown store. That's the BRKDWN store. And you use that link so they know that we sent you. All sales benefit the creating artist. And if you use our link, we get a small portion of the profit as well. That's bit.ly slash the breakdown store. And I'll tell you what, I'm actually rocking it. I got the shipment today. I got my my nice white long sleeve with the breakdown logo. I got a t-shirt that says Play Gloria because you know I was all in on the blues during the, <laughs> during the Stanley Cup. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's comfortable gear. It's affordable. It's, it's supporting local artists. And, and is there a rumor of uh, Gap to Gap gear coming? What? 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know. I heard that too. It was... Uh... There's a, there's a rumor going around. We'll keep our ear to the ground. You need to check out Bitly slash the breakdown sp- store. T Public, they're awesome. Seven, it's postseason baseball. What are we talking about t-shirts for? Let's go. Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by the Breakdown. Three two. Cowboys drill deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. Jason Giambi has done it. Oh no, the Braves <laughs> fucking blow. Holy oh. shit. We're recording during game five and the Braves are getting fucking tittied right now. Yeah, it's the, as far as ass beatings go, this is like Fight Club rolled into like just... And, and everything like this is the <laughs> I don't want to make light of it. <laughs> this is terrible though. Do you want me to edit that out so you can take a shot at it again or you want me to leave that in? Just fucking leave it. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to make light of it, but it was, dude, it's better than what I was gonna say. We'll edit this part out. I don't even want to know the punch you pulled. I, I, the punch I pulled was like a haymaker. Um, it was essentially what the Cardinals did to the Braves. I was okay. going to yep, say I, the Braves. I'm, put, I'm putting like, them together. It was like the Braves look like. Jesus. Uh, but I was like, fuck. <laughs> Can't say that. Um, but yeah, this this is a beating uh, through and through. Quickest over to hit in a baseball game, I think, ever. So Really? You, yeah, I think because if you. Dude, first inning, it was just absolutely... Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I didn't yeah. I didn't know what the over-under was, 
Um, another another couple fun facts. Yeah, not fun if you're a Braves fan. No. Um, it's the most runs in the first inning in postseason history. Most runs in any inning in a winner-take-all game in postseason history. And tied for most runs in any inning in postseason history. Uh, it will if if the Braves find a way to come back, it will uh, it'll set the record for largest postseason comeback currently at eight runs, which was Game Four of the nineteen twenty nine World Series when the A's trailed the Cubs eight nothing. Wow, uh, yeah, so that's not happening. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Atlanta. Um, and it sucks because this has been a great series otherwise. I know, and we talked about it last week. It was This was the one series that you and I both picked as going to come down to the wire. Game five, teams are too close to call either way. And I didn't even get a chance to turn on the fucking TV, and I saw that it, they already put up a 10 spot in the first. So uh, the drama, I guess, was never really there. Yeah. Um, for As far as elimination games go, this is an absolute cakewalk if you're the Cardinals. Um they don't even have to. I, they can probably use just anybody, anybody right now, like guys that they probably don't see coming on the NLCS roster. And yeah, I'm saying it now. They're gonna fucking win the game, so it doesn't matter. I'm not jinxing it. Um, I guarantee by the next time we record, the, the Cardinals will be in the NLCS, so that, that's fine. But yeah, no. I, I wonder if this had anything to do with uh, Mark Melanson posting that absolute cringy video. Oh, I was I was actually just about to bring that up. It's, so fucking cringeworthy. Like, dude, I tr- it was weird. It was only a minute and a half, and I had a lot of trouble getting through that whole minute and a half. It was the weirdest fucking video I think I could have seen. And to call that a hype-up video, that was so fucking weird. We need your energy. Like, I thought I was watching a scene from fucking Dragon Ball Z. The guy was just <laughs> sitting there, like, and he had that weird, like, half avocado. Like, what the fuck are you eating, Mark? It was, what the fuck are you eating, Mark? It's the weirdest video I've ever seen. Here, I got the audio. Big day today, guys. We need your energy. Oh. NLDS. Let's do this. <laughs> the energy. Let's go. Let's do this. Need your energy. We need to feel that relentless energy. Get going. Let's go. Game five. Here oh. we go. Finish it up. Oh. Oh yeah, he does it. I didn't. I, I didn't even get to the point of the 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 half-eaten avocado. Yeah, see, that's commitment. That's staying through the whole fucking show. That it was tough, man. And it was like Jesus. brown too, so you know it was sitting there for a while. Also, no, he, he had to have just been sitting over that thing. Like, the fuck do I say in this one? Yeah, and also he was eating it over a fucking pool table. Like, have yeah, some, have some etiquette. Guys. Ugh, what a d bag! What kind of psycho is Mark Mark Melanson? I, uh, dude, it was weird. Like, it, it for it looked like he was reading off a teleprompter at first. <laughs> like the way he was looking at the camera, like a like a, a really bad presidential candidate. He had, that he just had a doesn't... fucking p- he had his cell his iPhone and then a piece of paper <laughs> behind it. Oh yeah, like the notes section, like. <laughs> Just like, all right, Ed, this is it. I gotta remember this this big script here. Give me your energy. We're gonna give that three times. All right, and what game is it? Game five. All right, yeah, I think we can do this. Acuna, and... check out this fire <laughs> script, bro. Oh, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't know what's cringier. That vi- well, actually, no, this video definitely is. I was gonna say this. Or any of the Taco Tuesday videos that LeBron throws out. But I think this one wins just because he looked like a serial killer the way he was going down the hall. 
and he looked like he was looking through the phone yeah like just dead eyes like fucking doll eyes the f- and- <laughs> the fucking the fucking wheels spinning but the hamster's dead <laughs> yeah. dude i i almost wanted to like send it to you but i didn't want to put that evil on you at all so i thought we'd talk about it <laughs> I was like, nah, the I'm evil sure had already been it. put. I yeah. saw a tweet. I, I saw a tweet, and I wish I could remember who who it was from. But it's like, how much of this loss do you put on that video? Uh, yeah, the loss. And also, were the Cardinals playing some Jedi mind tricks today? With uh, who was the pitcher? The Native American. He has Native American heritage. Anyway, they essentially said we cannot do the chop down if the, he is pitching in the game. Just like we are still going to be as offensive as the chop down is perceived to be. Unless this one pitcher from the Cardinals makes it into the game, we will stop. Wait, the Braves said that? Yeah, they had they had a whole press release. It was like the biggest PR fail that I've seen in a while from a sports team. Um, let me see. Chop down. If I just type in chop down, I'm sure I can. I'm looking on their Twitter right now to see if they released it on their... The Braves retweeted that fucking cringe-ass video. It's so weird. Here it is. Go for it. Out of respect for the concerns expressed by Mr. Helsley, we will take several efforts to reduce the tomahawk chop during... <laughs> I can't read this with a straight face. During our in-ballpark presentation today. Among other things, these steps include not disturbing foam tomahawks to eat... Or not distributing foam tomahawks to each seat and not playing the accompanying music or using chop-related graphics when Mr. Helsley is in the game. As stated earlier, we will continue to evaluate how we act... <laughs> How we activate elements of our brand as well as overall in-game experiences. We look forward to a continued dialogue with those in the Native American community after the postseason concludes. Um, I'm gonna take bullshit for a thousand, Alex. Yeah. Um, first of all, that's a cute press re- press release. You wouldn't have a name like the Braves and do the chop down if you gave a shit about your. Your Native American relations. Dude, it's, it's the same thing with, like, the Indians, with Chief yeah. Wahoo. Like, see, cl- clearly, like, they don't give a fuck. And I think the best part of it is, like, the Braves are almost... It was This was essentially a Michael Scott negotiation. Yeah. Um, like, where they took out the big black binder. It's like, okay, how can we how can we do this so we still have what we want? All right, mediator's if, tool chest. <laughs> yes. If Helsley comes in the game, we just won't do the tomahawk shit. That's fine. Every, like, it doesn't matter for everyone else. We're just going to do it. And honestly, good for the Braves, but they shouldn't have said anything at all. Like, if that guy's offended and he's playing the fucking Atlanta Braves, knowing that he has to play them once a year, or twice a year, like, dude, I'm sorry, but they've been the Braves longer than you've been alive. Yeah. So you cannot call bullshit right now. Yeah. I think it's we're, we're 12 minutes in and we're just now meeting the Mets. Yeah, that's so, a, I think that's the longest we've ever gone. I think so. Today was uh, Meet the Braves. Meet the Braves. Actually, let, before let's let's put let's uh, postpone Meet the Mets for a little just a little while longer. If you're at this game right now, <laughs> how long? If you're a Braves fan, do you stay before you fucking just go? You know what? This is futile. I saw people. I mean, if you look at it right now, there's so many empty seats behind home plate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think after if it's thirteen, well, what was it? Eleven nothing after two. It was eleven nothing after two, and then it was ten nothing after one, eleven nothing after two, thirteen nothing after three. Uh, yeah, so I'd probably leave around the fifth or the sixth, like probably right now. Um, 
The thing is, it's because it's, it's an elimination game. Like you don't want to be a softy. Yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to be that guy. But at the same time, like I'm sorry, but this isn't the Pats in the Super Bowl coming back against Atlanta. Um, funny that it's Atlanta right now. Um, so oh. you want to go further down that rabbit hole and just keep twisting the knife on on uh, Atlanta fans? Yeah, it's got to be tough because the Hawks aren't winning your shit, and their hockey team left. So it has been. Two years, eight months, and three days since that Super Bowl. Really? That 28-3. Feels like a lot longer, doesn't it? It, it does, but the 2-8-3. Oh, my God. And oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's the time. How long? So you must have been waiting just to fucking plug that one, huh? I saw I Again, I saw it, and I was just like, what the... <sighs> That's bad. It's so bad, but but fuck, it's just I I love when life works out like that sometimes. Yeah, it's too easy at this point for yep. all Atlanta sports. I mean, the Braves were in control of Game One, if we remember, mm-hmm. and it came down to just late inning heroics from the Cardinals. But and then I, I feel like then, if they won that game, it's it's a different series. And then even Game Four last night, going. Uh, or I'm sorry, not last night, two nights ago, going to extras. Yeah. I mean, game one, one run game, late inning heroics. Game set or game four on October seventh, late inning heroics. Yeah. Um, you know this is this is playoff baseball, right? So it's true. Um, Mark Melanson does have a three dis- or three. I went, I'm not is a save a decision technically. Yeah, technically, right? I, so he has I three guess. decisions in four games here. That, I mean, good for Mark. Give him his, give him your energy right now, Tommy. He's given his energy, and now he just needs you to give it back. I'm not giving energy to that man, ever. Um, <laughs> people don't forget that he was a Yankee, and he couldn't cut in New York. Yeah, and he was a pirate as well. And a giant. And was he on the Nationals, too? Weird that a guy with such weird energy can't stick anywhere. Yeah, I'm surprised. I feel like they're not trying to get rid of him by any means. Um, they probably see his <laughs> eating habits like, dude, eat the rest of that avocado. Please. <laughs> Just Pittsburgh for four years, the Giants for three, Yankees for two, Houston for one. Or, I'm oh. sorry, Houston for two. Okay. Uh, Washington, Atlanta, and Boston all for one. Jesus Christ. Guy has uh, seen quite a few pool tables to eat off of. Huh. Okay, yeah, so... <laughs> a lot of avocados. A lot of avocados. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, what, he's a fucking weirdo, though. And just dead eyes, so... I don't ever want to see him come back to New York after that video. Yeah, all right, now let's meet the Mets. Yeah. We've made it 15 minutes, fuck it. Um, <laughs> uh, the Mets, are they going to bring back Carlos Beltran? Yeah, so that's the rumor going around right now, and it's interesting, just uh, considering the history that Beltran has with the Mets organization as a whole, especially Wilpons. Um, back in 2011, that article comes out from the New Yorker where Fred Wilpon is acting like his geriatric old self, taking a tour of City Field just being built and watching a Mets game and doing an interview at the same time. And, he snuck in during Carlos Beltran's at bat that 
Yeah, he's about 65 to 70% of the man that we thought we were getting when we signed him to that deal. So, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't really worked out. And he also went on to rip apart Jose Reyes and the franchise cornerstone at the time, David Wright. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Volpons <laughs> are all there mentally. And it sounds like this interview was a great example. Keep in mind, that was almost eight, that was eight years ago now. So I can't imagine what he would say now. But So do you think... And I know that Beltran spoke on this a little bit. Do you think it's water under the bridge? I think for, let me say this. I think for Beltran, it is just because I don't think he, I think this is going to sound morbid. Fred Wilpon is so old at this point that it's like, who gives a shit? Um, like, do I really want to pick a fight with a guy that's like pushing 90? Um, so yeah, I don't think he really gives like two shits about it anymore i think in the context of him going back to the mets it would actually actually be a good thing for his image because he's being the bigger man too and with a new gm in place with brody and this would give him a chance to kind of gel with the guy that he brought in so yeah I, I think it's water under the bridge in the sense that going back to at least take the interview probably wouldn't be a big deal yeah um what would you place the likelihood of, of him suiting up in the orange and blue again I'd say right now it's probably 40-60 uh, between him and Girardi because I know Girardi has mentioned multiple times now that he's interested in the Mets job. So I think, it, personally, I believe that Brody really wants to take a guy that's done it before in some capacity. And But, you know, he's also... I don't know what to expect from him because you see what's happening with guys like Aaron Boone, Rocco Baldelli, these first-year managers coming in and just having instant success... Yeah, I, like I don't know if Beltran would be that guy, but I know that what they would get in Girardi is probably a guy that would win, you know, ninety games, ninety plus games, uh, keep the team disciplined and ready to go. So at least you know what you're getting with a guy like Girardi. I don't know if Brody has big enough balls right now to pull the trigger on an unknown like Carlos Beltran. I was gonna say Beltran seems very much like a boomer bust to me. Yeah, like a guy who's gonna be the risky pick. Me, would you call him the sexy pick at this point? I would, yeah. I think after see, seeing, I, mm, see, this is. I think this is a good little discussion of what's a sexier name, sexier name, Girardi, who has a ring, mm. or, or Beltron, who was a Met. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. I think Beltron's a sexier name just because of the unknown, right? It's you know you could get back with your ex, and you know how she's going to treat you again, or you could go out on the town and and meet that sexy senorita down at the club and it could be Carlos Beltran uh, that's true so and who knows maybe you fall in love or it's like swiping right on Tinder you know just boom I want it so I think they're a perfect match no Tinder joke there I think they're actually a good match Beltran going to the Mets because of the ties he has to the organization and because of having something to prove getting called out by the owner of the team when he played on the organization <laughs> so I, I think he's a sexier pick I I like Girardi as the safe pick, uh, or safer pick. No, there's no real safe bet in baseball with managers. Yeah. But I think Girardi's definitely the safer of the two. I think it's, I think it's an interesting discussion. I like, I think either of those guys the Mets can't go wrong with. Right. And I think for me, like, just having watched Girardi manage the Yankees for so long, I know more, at least in my head, I, I know more of what to expect from him than obviously what Beltran could possibly offer. Yeah. Because, and that's the funny thing too. 
because Baldelli was a highly touted prospect in his playing career, never had a chance to put it together with injuries and so on and so forth, but gets to Minnesota, instant success with him, they win 100 games. Aaron Boone, who is known as this mild-mannered, nice, friendly, amicable man who would call games for ESPN Sunday Night Crew, gets to New York and becomes an absolute fucking savage. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see like how Beltron would actually handle himself in that role, too, because... I was I just about to say, him... I think I think it's interesting to look at like guys who didn't necessarily have a ton of success as players, Rocco Baldelli, Kevin Cash, um, Aaron Boone, even though Aaron Boone's a, a more common name, he was only a one-time All-Star. Yeah. Um, they're having a ton of success, and then you got a guy like Beltron, who's Rookie of the Year, nine-time All-Star, World Series, three-time Gold Glover, two-time Silver Slugger. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, That's I think a great it, point. Like the guys who didn't have it all there with the the physical aspect, the skill aspect of the game, might have more success managing the game. That's a great point too, because it also kind of lends a little bit of credence to Derek Jeter with the Marlins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, superstar of the game was larger than the game for most of his career, and now he's you know part owner of a, of a franchise that's floundering. And a lot of his moves are being called into question before they even happen at this point. So, yeah, it's interesting because a guy like Kevin Cash obviously did not have a great career. And you have to wonder if most of the time he was probably just readying himself for that next step to be a manager, being a true student of the game, not worried about delivering in the moment of the game. So I, I wonder if that has something to do with it because... It's the same thing with like Don Mattingly, who might be a good manager, I don't know, but he hasn't managed great teams, or he's had good teams in front of him, but hasn't managed them well, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It feels like a lot of these guys that go on to be good managers after their playing careers were bench pieces or you know utility players that were yeah. really just kind of studying the game and studying the moves and probably asking managers for their decision and clarity on that while they were actually on the bench. So. And on top of that, with Kevin Cash being a catcher, too, I think catchers, oh, yeah, just, they have just a different mind for the game. Kevin Cash's middle name is Forrest, by the way. Kevin Forrest Cash. It's kind of a clean name. You do make cash from the forests. So. <laughs> Fucking economic seven Gs. Yep. <laughs> big brain. Big, big brain. <laughs> All right. Uh, other managerial news this week. Uh, Joe Madden and the Angels potentially closing in on a deal yeah so the report came out that the interview went well and by all accounts they're probably going to submit an offer to him so i would expect that deal to be closed by i don't know if they would announce it during the playoffs that's the thing so maybe right after i feel like they'd have a little bit more class than doing that in the middle of a playoffs but yeah um who knows because alex rodriguez announced a fucking contract extension in the middle of the world series so <laughs> I can't call anything, so... But yeah, I, I think that it's going to happen. It sounds like... I love this fit. <laughs> I, I, I just think, like, it's too good not to work, right? Exactly. Joe Madden with the best player in the game, like, I feel like that's just a match made in heaven. And, and, and we talked about it when when all these managerial positions opened up, just the the freedom he would have with that roster and the, the ceiling that roster has... I think hasn't even been been sniffed yet um when you're looking at some of the other jobs i know the padres job uh, you kind of mentioned it before we started recording 
the, the Baker Mayfield effect, Manny Machado vying to get Buck Showalter a job. Yeah, I would pump the brakes on that real quick if I was the Padres because I don't want to give... First of all, Manny Machado hasn't done a goddamn thing since he signed that deal with your team. A fucking massive deal. Yeah, so I guess on one hand, it makes sense to try to make him comfortable so you can get the most out of him. But on the other hand, you shouldn't do that at the expense of 24 other guys on the roster that he'd be managing. And that's not a shot at Buck Showalter, because I know he's been a good manager at every stop in his career. But is it worth, you know, I guess going around other pro- or potential managers to make one guy happy because he likes playing for him? I don't think so, personally. I don't think I, so either. I, I think it's just you're... You're putting way, too, you're investing way too much into this one guy that you've already invested, you know, ten years into already. It's like, are you gonna have Showalter for ten more years? Absolutely not. So I think you want to go for a guy that's gonna gel with the whole team, and you definitely need a guy that's gonna be offensive minded because the Padres are gonna be fine with pitching. They have a great pitching staff. They could probably get a decent pitching coach, but they need someone that's gonna look to turn the offense around because that seems to be the the biggest issue with them year in year out. Not to mention with the with the Padres, they have a great farm system. Yeah, they're number one in, uh, I believe, at MLB Pipeline. They had seven uh, top 100 prospects this year. Yeah, and they should have eight next year, depending yeah. on what happens with the draft. But, I, yeah, I, I, think the, I think the Padres are in a good position. I think whoever gets that job is going to have – not instant success. I don't want to say that like uh, what we saw with Baldelli and Boone the last couple of years. But I think it will definitely have a good nucleus to build around. That Manny Machado contract, though, is going to come back to bite them in the ass. And it's going to be the same thing with the Phillies and Harper, in my opinion. I, I don't think they were good deals at all. I So I've been saying this lately as, as we approach, for the Indians, uh, panic time with Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Because there's a lot of talk around Cleveland about keep him, trade him, try to extend him, which the Indians won't. Um, and there's a lot of people saying, oh, just see if he'll take low money and stay around Cleveland, which absolutely the fuck not. Um, yeah. You are what the market says you are. So do I believe that Manny Machado is a $300 million player? I don't. But the market said he is because somebody was willing to pay up. Yeah, but the market only set, and that's what what makes the market too, right? Because there was no one else competing, I, I guess, in his. I don't want to say talent pool, but it kind of was. There was no one else comparable to Manny Machado in that free agent class, mm-hmm. because of the position he played, he could max his price out as much as he wanted, because Nolan Arenado was not a free agent. Francisco Lindor was not a free agent. Um, other guys in the league, like Corey Seager, not a free agent. So there's d- different things at play that make these guys seem more expensive than they really should be. Because I agree with you. I don't I don't believe that Manny Machado is worth $300 million. I don't believe Bryce Harper is worth $300 million. But I believe both of them were products of the market that they were in. So, yeah, someone was going to pay them that amount of money. And it's very telling, too, because it took them forever to sign those contracts. So Yeah. I think teams are kind of hip to that shit. And, like, this year, and I think we touched on it briefly, I do think Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon, if Rendon were to hit the market, if they don't sign an extension, 
I do think both of those guys are worth whatever teams want to pay them. I yep. think you give them a blank check and they'll be fucking worth every penny of it. Every fucking penny. But that's just the difference between, you know, this free agent class versus last year's free agent class. And that's why I think there's going to be much more movement in this free agent class. There's going to be a lot more bidding. It's not going to be, let's wait until spring training to see if we even want these guys. It's, you know, people are going to be bidding right away for Garrett Cole and, and Anthony Rendon. And I think you'll see a domino effect happen right away. I sure hope so, because last year's free agent trudge was just so annoying. Oh, it sucked. It was the same rumor every fucking day. It's, yeah. It's, you know, will the Dodgers pay for Bryce Harper or, you know, will the Yankees do it? Like, the Yankees didn't even offer these guys a contract. Yeah. Like, that should tell you everything you need to know about how they're perceived in the open market. Exactly. All right. One last thing I want to get to on the topic of managers. Charlie Manuel. <laughs> did you see what I, you see what I put in the run? Or did you see this? I didn't see the tweet. I'm looking it up right now. So here, I'll, I'll just read it out for you. He says, on October 7th, so so this we're recording on uh, Wednesday, this would have been Monday. He says, playoff MLB baseball is providing evidence that there has to be increased focus all around on teaching fundamentals and the right way to play the game, hustle, and be prepared to take advantage of opponents' mistakes. And like the, the uh, facepalm emoji. Oh, yeah, I'm reading it right now. Oh, First of God. all. The fact that Charlie Manuel knows how to tweet just blows my mind in and of itself. I wonder if it's like one of his grandchildren and he's just sitting in a recliner like, say this. (laughs) (laughs) Billy, (laughs) get my phone again. Hey, can you get the old comp over there? (laughs) (laughs) Let me get my glasses so I can proofread this. I'm watching the Rays at one today. Oh, my God. He'd be a great um, fit for the Rays if they needed a manager, just saying. I love Kevin Cash too much to even speculate there. I get no, what you're – I know what you're getting at. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, And we'll we'll get into the Rays in a minute here. But is did this come, ac- come across really weird to you? Um, October 7th, no. So now that I'm thinking about it, no. Um, Because this – has everything to do with the Braves. If I'm yeah, it's it's a it's Acuna, not uh And Albies too. Oh yeah, and Albies too. But like that's just such an old man get off my lawn kind of thing. Oh yeah, but do I expect anything less from a guy that is very Fair. old? Uh, Fair. no, not at all. And like do I agree that guys should probably hustle more? Absolutely, but you know, is it and that, that, I mean, that's what Twitter's there for. You can kind of just voice your opinion and let it be known what you think. But I think most of us know what Charlie Manuel is probably going at when he's saying anything like that. Yep, so, I'm, I'm glad you read between the lines with me there, too. Yeah, so, yeah, the timing of it, I think it's a little weird, especially considering what's going on in Philadelphia right now with the manager at hand and, and Gabe Kapler and... Will they, won't they fire him? And then would Charlie Manuel then be in position to retake the throne? I don't know. Um, hmm. It's something to think about, though. I think it's interesting. Yeah, to say the least. I just wanted to touch on that really quick because I, I forgot to bring it up to you. And I'm like, oh, well, that was a good time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we touched on the Braves-Cardinals series. Dodgers and Nationals, they'll have their game, uh, game five tonight after we record Walker Bueller 
and Steven Strasburg will duel it out to see who goes on to the NLCS to play the Cardinals. And how much are you sweating this game with your future? Uh, I'm sweating it just because I can win a lot of money. Uh, I got him at plus 2,500, so this would be nice. Yeah. Um, I put, I don't want to say how much I put down, but I put down some money. (laughs) Over a unit? Over your normal unit? Yes. Um, Ooh, okay. I was I was very I was riding the hype train on Washington coming into this series, if uh, you recall. Yeah. Even even before the wild card game, when it looked like all was lost, I was I was very much on the hype train. I actually called them getting to the World Series before I even placed this futures bet. So I need this to to happen, like kind of bad. So kind of bad. Yeah, kind of bad. I I didn't put rent money down on it, but it would be nice. Um, <laughs> I don't want to have to move, but it would be nice if, you know, the the Nationals came out and just absolutely dropped dick on L.A. So, yeah. Um, this is <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is important to me. So uh, something that's going to go in your favor here. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Jim Rome. I am a huge Jim Rome guy. Um, Walker Bueller was scheduled to go on the Jim Rome show bef- uh, the day of game four. Mm-hmm. but uh, ended up canceling his interview. And there's a bunch of evidences of when you do that to Jim Rome, you Curses. have some bad jungle karma, as they call it. Yeah, there's, uh, there's some juju going around. So I did see that. And because I, I do like Jim Rome in doses, I should say, doses. Um, but yeah, I, I like honestly, I like Strasburg more than Bueller in this matchup anyway. Yeah, me too. And the reason being is, yeah, I mean, both teams have a lot to prove. I'd say the Dodgers have more to prove right now than the Nationals. The Dodgers were supposed to sweep whoever they played in the first round. They're supposed to be in the World Series. Like I would say, they were supposed to walk through the National League. Exactly. And for them to struggle the way they have in the two games that they lost is very telling about how many holes that this team has. And mm-hmm. both both teams have the same weakness, and I think we talked about it at length, but I'll, I'll mention it again. It's the bullpens. And who do I think is in a better position to take his team farther? I think it's Strasburg. And that's not to say Bueller can't do it. I just don't think Bueller will do it. I, I believe that the Nationals are truly managed better than the Dodgers, and I think that the Nationals are willing to just put everything on the line more so than the Dodgers in this type of game. Yeah, and, and I think if you were to tell me, you know, even before this series, who would you rather hand the ball to in a in a must win? Strasburg. Strasburg's definitely the guy. Yeah. Absolutely. The only problem is if you said take one of these lineups in a must win, I'm probably going the Dodgers there. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, I I think Frank Thomas said it last night after the Rays Astros game, and I'll just echo the same sentiment: good pitching will beat good hitting. In October, and, it always does. Yeah, and th- you can't really fuck around in October, especially in an elimination game. There's so much going at stake and the nerves of hitting versus pitching. I feel it's, I mean, they're comparable, but I feel like if the pitcher is that much better or a smidge better, then the advantage is all, all the way to the pitcher. And I just don't think that the, the Dodgers, I don't think that they believe they, sh- they should be in this position right now. So I think they're a little shell-shocked still 
that they're even in a fucking game five in the NLDS. Yeah. The Nationals are playing with house money right now. So this is, you know, fuck it. Hey, we made it. We got this far. Like, all we got to do is win more, one more game and we're, we're golden. Um, so that's, they just don't have as much to prove or they don't have as much to lose either in that case. Yeah, you're 100 percent right there. Sorry, I had my mic on mute. I started or mic on mute. I started talking and was like, "Wait, why am I not hearing myself?" But you know, you get it. Oh, yeah. Um, ah, uh, shit. So with with this series, it's been interesting. The first team to score two runs has won the game in each each of the uh four games so far. Yeah. So it's a race to two. Mm-hmm. To to me, and I think it's gonna be the same thing here tonight. I like this Braves team. I'm sorry, not the Braves, the Nationals uh, a lot. I like Steven Strasburg. I think they're young, they're hungry, and like you said, they're playing with house money. So I think I'm seeing the uh, the Nationals coming out on, on top in a close one tonight. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout like what we're seeing in Atlanta tonight. But that's the thing too. I don't know how close. I think it's going to be close, but I think there's going to be a lot of runs, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm seeing, like, an 8-7 game where the Dodgers have the tying run in scoring position. That'd be great, wouldn't it? If it's... That'd, be a, <laughs> that'd be such a good way to finish off the NL uh, DSs, especially nice. with this with this dud of a game five we got to start it. I know, this game sucks. Just, uh, ugh. Yeah. All right, let's go to the AL. Astros and Rays will play a Game 5 t- uh, on Thursday night. This Rays team, I mentioned it yesterday in, in the, our talk with all the breakdown baseball staff. How is my question? Yeah, um, I don't... How do I phrase this? I don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an answer either. And But when you look at the game plan, and I'm going to call it a game plan because... I don't know what else you would call it, but they swung early and often against Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. They did not wait for him to get 0-1, 2 They they just attacked him, and as evidenced by Tommy Pham just ripping one right off of him. And, and from there, you kind of felt like the Rays had something because not to say that that's going to work every time you face Verlander, but again, it's the same argument with the Nationals. The Rays are playing with. When I say house money, like fucking Vegas. House money. They're playing with all of Vegas. They're playing with an entire casino's money. Keep in mind, this team's payroll is $56 million. So, like, for them to be doing this right now, again, they have literally, not to say they have nothing to prove, because I'm sure they all have that idea that they they should be here right now, but they really, like, they're just like, fuck it, we're here. You know, we have the lowest payroll of any team in the MLB. No one counts us counts on us to do this, but we do mm-hmm. it all the time anyway. It's like fuck it. So if we win, we win. If not, then you know we made it this far. We made it past two or one elimination game. Actually, two three elimination games if you count the wild card game. Yeah. So yeah, they they've made it past with their backs up against the wall. They're playing now in Houston, going up against Garrett Cole. I think the key to the game for them is going to be the same way they approach Verlander because I think Cole and Verlander are very similar in how they attack hitters. So keep in mind, Cole had a shit ton of success against them the last time he faced them. But do I think that the Rays are probably going to come out with the same game plan just to get good swings right away? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, uh, Cole going for the second time he went in game uh, game two 
in which uh, Houston won it three to one. Uh, Rays were blanked until the ninth inning. Yeah. Cole went seven and two thirds, four hits, walked one, K'd up, fifteen. Yeah. Yikes. So, not ideal. Um, Every no. Ray in the starting lineup had a strikeout in this game. Yeah, that was not pretty. Uh, Joey Wendell, who was a pinch runner, the only Ray to touch the field who did not strike out. <laughs> that's gross. That's tough, right? That, that that's I th- that's yeah. That's actually gross. That's that's disgusting. Which uh, Yandy Diaz, your lead all your your top three hitters. Actually, no, expanded to your top four with G Man Choi. Mm-hmm. Seven strikeouts between the, between the four of them. Yeah, that's gross too. Eh, three from Brandon Lowe. Three from Travis Darnode. Well, yeah, Darno and Lau both K a lot, but to get that out of the top of your order is. I'm not excusing Lau and, and Darno either. They shouldn't fucking K six times between the two of them. No. Um, that's kind of what you get with them. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be the same mentality because both guys th- they they both throw strikes. It's the it's a very similar repertoire from both of them. Good breaking ball, throwing hard, locating. So if you can count on a fastball in the first inning of those first at-bats, I don't think Cole is going to start nibbling right away. So I think if you get a couple good swings off on him, he's beatable. I just don't know if many teams are comfortable. I mean, clearly they're not comfortable hitting against him. He fucking came yeah. 15 times. But I think that's the key to the game for the Rays because, again, the Rays, like I don't think they really give a shit at this point. They're just happy to be there. So... Conversely, for the Rays, they'll counter with Tyler Glasnow. Glasnow in game one took the L. Four and a third, gave up two, including three walks and a home run. Yeah, I remember watching Glasnow in that game too, and I was very impressed with him at the beginning, but he did run into some trouble. That's the thing with the Rays, right? Because it doesn't really matter. As long as you can get four or five innings out of that guy, their bullpen is so fucking deep Yeah. I don't. I don't think Cash is really worried about it in the sense that he needs Glass now to match Cole because that's not at all. I think what they need. I, I believe what they would be happy to get is five five inning, five solid innings, quality start, and just go from there and, and turn it off to the bullpen because after that, the Rays bullpen is the best in the league, and you're essentially throwing out mismatches every inning after that point anyway. So. Yep. I, I wouldn't worry about Glasnow taking you too deep. I think the big thing for the Rays, obviously, is going to be if the offense can continue doing what it's doing right now. Yeah. Glasnow went untouched into the fourth Yeah, uh, in terms of scoreboard. Um, gave up the two and then got the hook when uh, Brendan McKay, former first-round draft pick, gave up the other two, which were both unearned. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I, 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 but, I mean, I've been leaning the Astros the whole way. But, I mean, I, I got it written here. They're, the Rays are a Waffle House take. Cheap as shit and tough as a motherfucker. <laughs> so, like, it's, again, it, I've, I've said it since the, the stretch run. It's hard to, to count out a team that's too stupid to know they're out of a game. Should we also call them prune juice? <laughs> tough to swallow, but it runs right through you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's probably more on brand for them. Yeah, for the olds. For the olds. I don't forget uh, about you, Gladys. Speaking of the olds, 
Um, they filled it up. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, I actually saw them getting a lot of flack for for filling it up. Really? Yeah, I saw a lot of people like, "Where were you all season?" And now you're coming out of the woodwork because they're in the playoffs. What the fuck? Yeah, that was one Which, of those people. I, it, it's fair criticism. Well, yeah, because if you're selling out with thirty two thousand, because your team is finally in the playoffs, I'm sorry, but where the fuck were you in June, July? April, April, anywhere. Not only are you indoors, so you don't have to worry about weather. You're in Tampa, so you don't have to worry about weather. It's not like it's Cleveland where you have to battle the snow in April. I know. It's just, it's mind-boggling how this team somehow sells out these games. And it looked like there were all Rays fans, too. I didn't see any Astros fans in the stands. And... I don't know. Maybe they just like going when they get free shit, like those fucking towels or cowbells they give out. So hey, I mean, don't turn down a good promotion. Eunice and Gladys have learned that a million times over. They've forgotten more promotions than you've been to, son. Yeah, and it's very on brand for them because they love their coupon books. So they see a fucking deal. They're running. (laughs) Exactly. Gladys knows a deal when she sees one. Exactly. All right. So it makes total sense why they sold out the last two games. Oh, uh, fuck. All Rays fans are sellouts. Because oh, yeah. um. <laughs> I guarantee you, if, if the Rays advance and the Yankees go to the Trop, it is not going to be all Rays fans. Oh, you think you think Rays fans will pack it? Oh, or sorry, Yankees fans will pack it, I mean? They're all fucking retired Yankees fans and Mets fans as it is. Mm. They're just living down there in retirement homes. So, yeah, they're going to show up and they're going to fucking wear their NY hats. Fair, 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 fair. Um, so before we get to the, to the, your Yankees potentially going down to see Gladys, I'm staying with the Astros. Who do you got in game five? I'm taking the Rays. I took the Rays. Oh. So I took the Rays in this series outright, um, in our write up. You did. Yeah. So, and for the same reason that I took them at the beginning, I'm saying this, they're hot right now. And to your point, they are too stupid to realize they're out of a game and out of a series potentially. And and out of a fucking... series. Yeah. To see what they did against the best pitcher in baseball and just abuse him was something that I don't think many people... I certainly didn't expect that. And I know a lot of people probably didn't see that one coming. So to see them do that against Verlander, and now, not to say that you have an easy task, because Garrett Cole is not easy at all, but you have a very similar guy to Verlander in Cole coming up tomorrow. I'm sorry, Thursday, because... We're not live, um, but for Thursday. It'll be today, day of record, or day of drop. Yeah, today. Today, Junior! But I think they're set up perfectly right now to take this series and shock the Astros and baseball in general. All right, so so you're you're going raise money line on it. I am, yeah. It's plus 220 right now. Uh, Over-unders listed at 7-7. What do you got? I'm probably gonna pound the under on that. Likewise, yeah. um, you would obviously shoot the money, the, the the run line. I'm gonna go in reverse. I'm gonna take Astros run line minus one and a half. Yeah, that's. I mean, you really can't go wrong right now either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just I love the the way the Rays are playing right now, and I mean, selfishly, I'd like to see the Yankees play the Rays instead of the Astros because I I don't think that the Yankees can beat the Astros and. Maybe not even the Rays the way they're fucking playing right now. So, um, but I, I would like to see the Rays beat the Astros. I think that would be just kind of comedic 
especially to the best team. And so that think of this: we have two of the best teams that mm-hmm. we've had. Both of them are facing elimination to teams that they were projected to sweep. Yep, so, I love it. Um, that's what, I fucking love baseball. Like how yep. how often can you say that happens? Inject the month of October directly into my veins. I love it. Fucking Libra season, playoffs. Let's fucking go. Yep. Um, all right. You want to take a deep breath before we get into this series? I know you're going to... You want me to pause the recording so you can go take care of yourself first? Or <laughs> I already did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the New York Yankees sweep the Minnesota Tlosses. Um... <laughs> did you catch that one twins wins and losses uh minnesota is pretty much property of the yankees right now yeah. no team has been absolutely pussy pumped in postseason history like the yankees do the twins yeah the, the yankees fucking the twins is a, title. a tradition unlike any other dude it's essentially like a title you see on the front page of browsers yankees fuck <laughs> twins hard and quick like, just absolutely does not give a fuck. They just went right into Minnesota thinking that the Twins had a life. Also, the Twins tried to chant, like, some shit to Chapman. We'll get into that in a second. But, anyway, Yankees take two at home, go into Minnesota. Twins think they have a chance. It's a close game. Severino essentially rips their fucking heart out of their chest after getting out of a bases-loaded jam in the second inning. That was the whole series right there for the Minnesota Twins, and they fucking blew it. So, yeah. That's why they are the the Tlosses. They are Tlosseraptors. They suck. <laughs> Tlosseraptors. <laughs> oh, I like that. All yeah. right. Uh, the uh, the Yankees have now handed the Twins uh, thirteen straight from New York to Minnesota. Um, Minnesota on their own has lost fifteen straight been outscored by 50 runs in that stretch only the second team across the history of who mlb nfl nba or nhl to lose 15 consecutive postseason games yeah that's not a good so you hate to see it i thought it was fun um i i enjoyed it too i mean i mean all right so 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 let me ask you this could the indians have given them a better series yeah, I think the Indians, the Rays, or the A's all could have given them a better series than the Twins. Yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Just based on the pitching alone, because, I mean, I'm sorry if you're, like, offended by Randy Dobnek's outing or lack thereof on Saturday. But if you're going to tell me that you think it's a good idea to throw a rookie who is in fucking single A this year at one point... Mm-hmm. who was driving Ubers last year. If you think it's a good idea to throw that guy in a playoff game, in Yankee Stadium, already down one game, then I'm just going to tell you that you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, Dobnak, two innings, six hits, four runs, two walks. Thanks for coming. I'll Pick me up in the lift circle. Yeah, please, um, safe travels. <laughs> give him a good rating, folks. I mean, this is just confusing to me because he only threw 28 innings on the year. Yeah, and I he had a good year. He had a mid three two in, ERA. Two in one. No, he was he was a one five nine. Oh, one five nine. Okay. Yeah. 
which, I mean, over the year, he projects to tear through 28 innings. This is how he projects over a 162 game average. 10 and 5, 159. Obviously, that is hard to project. Um, with 137 innings pitched. Yeah, it's not a great sample size, regardless. Yeah. Even with 162 games there. Like, I. I just don't understand. So as as good as we have been praising Baldelli for hitting all the right buttons this year, making the Twins what they were, I just think that this was overmanaging to a T. I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand why in any scenario you would say I'm going to save my best pitcher for when we get back to Minnesota because I want the advantage at home. No, the, I'm, like this is. You're I think a, in any any scenario you'd rather be one one, yeah, rather than o two. But I don't know what he what he saw or what he thought. Tanaka in the postseason is a kind of a, a little silent assassin. The guy's numbers are very good, so I don't know why he thought he had some type of an upper hand. And also Tanaka throws zero fastballs, so to think like they had any type of advantage going into that game. I would want to throw the best I have against him in hopes that maybe I can make some noise. Throwing Randy Dobnik out there just kind of, that was like waving the white flag before the game even fucking started. Yeah. Uh, Tanaka, to your point, over four, uh, four years of, or four years of postseason experience. He's four and two, a one, five, four ERA, uh, 35 innings pitched and a sub one whip. That's just really good. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Great analysis right there by me again. Yeah. Really good. Um, <laughs> no, but that's the thing. And the Twins are the best fastball-hitting team in the majors, so their whole game predicates off them hitting the fastball. They don't walk a lot, and, you know, obviously power is a big part of their game. Tanaka does not match up well for the Twins. Or I should say the Twins do not match up well against Tanaka. No. Because he throws the least amount of fastballs when he pitches, he's all breaking balls. He's all off speed. He's all deception. So I just don't see if I'm Baldelli and I see that and I, the stats are available. If I can see them, you can see them. I don't know why you think like, all right, you know what? I probably should throw Odorizzi tonight with any shot of tying the series before going back to Minnesota. And then, you know, we'll throw Dobnek out there. I just, I don't understand where the decision came from or if he, I think it was over managing though. That's how I personally took it. Yeah, I'm not going to argue. I think he got too cute and it bit him in the ass. And um, I think as a manager, it's really easy to, um, you know, just say I've pushed all the right buttons. I've pushed the right buttons all year. Yeah. Why wouldn't this one work? Yeah, um, until it's too late and it doesn't work. So Exactly. And that's the it's, thing. It's a, and you know what? Here's the thing. If that if, if Dobnak goes out and shoves and, and, and tells the bleacher creatures to, to go pound sand, with the with the chance, and he goes out five innings of shutout ball, then Baldelli looks like a genius. Yeah, absolutely. I just I wouldn't. That's a lot of pressure to put on a single A pitcher for all intents and purposes. That's what Dobnek was for most of the year. He was in the minors, so yeah, it's a lot of pressure to put on a guy that's not acclimated to the major leagues, especially Yankee Stadium in October. Um, so yeah, I, I just I think it was just poor. Like very poor managing by Baldelli, and I think to hope that you could get what you were hoping to get from Dobnak is just foolish. It's a fool's errand to throw him out there in the beginning, and then from that point on, because Didi Gregorius essentially just ended the twin season right there with that one. Oh yeah. 
So. Oh yeah. I know it was only game two, but <laughs> right there, I was like, that's that's essentially how the Twins feel every time they go to New York. Yeah, I was gonna say it's one of those things where like, you know. Yes, you're right. It was it was just one swing in game two, but at the same time, it was a pretty impactful swing. Uh, well, I just you know I'm, I feel bad for the Twins on one hand, but on the other hand, I don't because oh I don't. It's the playoffs, and we're here to take you to the fucking woodshed. We're not here to have feel the <laughs> stories like oh you know well Randy here you know he was driving Uber just to make ends meet in the minors. Fucking good for Randy. But don't give me this fucking story all day leading up to the game. First pitch, I got to hear about how his fucking ride shares went. No. I want to fucking see the Yankees tear this kid's heart out and serve it to him on a fucking plate. And they did just Okay, that. okay, okay. In his defense, he had a 4.99 driver rating. <laughs> yeah, because he gave the all odds right? court up. You show Randy <laughs> some fucking respect. <laughs> It'll get me from point A to point B in a car. Can't do it in a playoff game, though. <laughs> so you know who didn't show randy some fucking respect the yankee fans and i love it all right let's just talk about that before before i go in before i go into cameron maven um are the chance fair or foul you said you love it so i'm gonna go ahead and say you're saying fair oh my god it's so fair I, the whole thing because imagine flip side to your point dogna comes out just shoves against the yankees then I got to hear for the next fucking year and a half about how the Yankees lost to an Uber driver. Yep. Like, fuck out of here with that. I'm glad yep. that the Yankees made him look like an Uber driver. And even when the chance started, my brother, my dad, and I were watching the game. And, like, obviously the TV's on fucking blast because my dad can't hear anything. So <laughs> <laughs> my brother's like... I'm sorry. That's mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> my brother's, like, turning the thing up more. He's like, are they fucking saying Uber right now? <laughs> That's great. I'm like, oh my god, they are. They're saying Uber right now. That's fucking awesome. So yeah, I get it. The guy worked another job. Kudos to him. He made it to the majors. I don't think he's hurting for cash anymore. And he just pitched in a playoff game. You know, I'm sure he did a lot more this year than he thought he was gonna have. So yeah, I'm gonna chant Uber till the fucking cows come home. So I'm gonna say this, um, and, and and this is kind of gonna be my wrap up on or on, on just the fair or foul. I think it's bullshit. The re- the whole reason that he was um, driving Uber during spring training is because those dudes don't make money. Like, minor leaguers don't make money during spring training. Yeah. So, yeah, he ha- he literally had to drive Uber. Just like, uh, the- you ever heard the story about Carlos Carrasco having to uh, order pizza? Yeah, from the same spot, like, for the first, like, three years he was here, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it, that was partially because it was the only phrase he knew in English, but um, it also had to do with not making a ton of money. Yeah. Um. So I think I think it's bullshit that that Major League Baseball doesn't play their players during spring training. So that is why it turns into a little bit of foul. But fans are gonna be fans. I I I, I was in the stands when LeBron came back to the queue in Miami or from, when he was with Miami, and I chanted asshole until I lost my voice at tip off. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. To your point with the whole foul thing, I think that's more foul on MLB. Or, yep. Or, like, that's not foul on the Yankees fans. Like, I'm sorry, but if I went to any other ballpark in the country as a Yankees fan and my team was getting destroyed, I would probably hear some fucking things said about my team, possibly to the players, obviously to the players. Um, so it, it goes both ways. And I was going to say, if, if you're a fan and you've traveled to an away stadium, You've heard a lot worse said about your favorite team than Uber, Uber, Uber. Yeah, I mean, 
the, the fact that the guy drove a fucking Uber. There's no negative connotation with it either. It's just saying, no, yeah, he dude, drove sick, Uber. Sick side hustle. Yeah, it's like, dude, you got a <laughs> if anything, If anything, Uber needs to sign that dude to a lifetime sponsorship contract, yeah. and you spin it positive. Yeah, there's, like, there's greatness that can come out of everything, and this is just one of those examples. So he should be very happy that the Yankees just verbally demolished him on his way off the mound. Yeah, agreed. Um, so <laughs> Cameron Maven tweets the morning after the series, probably uh, completely sober, uh, tweets, I'd rate that series 4.99 out of 5. Uh, obviously a dig at Dobnak um, and his Uber rating. Dobnak responds and goes, hit me up if you ever need a ride, dog, <laughs> which is fucking incredible when you consider the fact that Cameron Maven got a quick little dewey and had his license suspended. Oh, yeah, no, he was Dewey Lewis, so they... <laughs> Dewey Lewis in the news. <laughs> they should... They had... Because Dobnak, like, credit to him, he posted the picture of his mugshot, too. And, oh, did he really? Yeah. I missed that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, he posted the picture of his mugshot and, like, tweeted right after. He's like, hit me up for a ride, dog. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, credit where credit's due. He's definitely, like, he took it in stride. I don't know if he said it, like, out of anger because they just got absolutely dick-smacked by... The Yankees, I'm sure there's a little resentment there, but you know, if you're gonna get called out, you might as well call him out back instead of just yeah. hiding. So I, I respect it. Throw it right back. Yeah, I respect it. I, I, I love it. I think it's just, I think it's a power move, and uh, I think uh, Dobnak definitely might have lost the series, but he won the interaction. Oh yeah, I mean, I love both tweets. I, as a Yankees fan, obviously, I, I was pumped when I saw that you sent me the tweet from Maven because he deleted it by the time I was trying to look. Yeah. For it. But yeah, just I rated that series a four point nine nine out of five. Like I thought that was just a great dig. Um, but yeah, great on Dobnak too. Instead of you know cowering, came right back. So credit where come out due. swinging. Yeah. All right, what do you think of the Yankees' offense in this series as they as they move forward to the ALCS here? So I saw some things I liked and some things I didn't. I'll start with what I liked. I loved, I should say, I loved Gleyber Torres and DJ LeMahieu. Um, I, I don't even care about the home runs by the team. I think just clutch hitting in general by by the Yankees were that's I I remember that this is how I remembered like the 09 season uh, with this team. It's very reminiscent that they're not you know just hitting home runs and hitting home runs consistently. It's, they're driving people around. Uh, no pun intended. They're also making the right plays. But there's, it's smart hitting. It's advancing runners in the right spots. And then you have guys like LeMayhew. You have guys like Torres who are keen to getting hits in those spots. And if it's for extra bases, great. But they're just doing their job the right way. So I was very happy with the production from those guys. Um, also, I was pleasantly surprised with Aaron Judge, just the amount of times he's walked. Because the whole narrative on him when he first started um, with the Yankees, when they, they first got to the postseason, was that he just strikes out a shit ton. And so I'm glad he's taking some pitches. That was a, a pleasant surprise. On to what I didn't like and what I still don't like is uh, <clears throat> Mike Stanton. Wait, 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 wait. Mike Stanton? Oh, yeah. he's. I'm not calling him Giancarlo. He hasn't fucking earned that for me. <laughs> he is. I love that. We kind of, like I said, we kind of uh, backhanded it last week and didn't really explain it. So I love, I love Mike Stanton. Yeah, if you want to drop the mic, Mike, all you got to do is not hit a career 222 in the fucking playoffs. 
and just don't slug 333 and have an OPS of 667 because that's what he's done in his playoff career. So, yeah, I, I'm sorry. This guy, and he looks like his swing. Can we just talk about, like, how ugly things can be? Because I've seen this guy lock in on a fastball thrown right down the dick, and he'll load up and hit it 500 feet. And then it seems like if you just throw him any type of breaking ball, anything off speed, the back foot will come out like he's riding roller skates for the first time, and he'll fucking do a split, trying to make the most contact you've ever seen in your life. I am so done with Mike Stanton. Dude, 167 in that series. Like, bad. Three for 11, one hit. It says one... Oh, no, sorry. No extra base hits, I should say. One RBI on a sack fly, two Ks. Like the, the guy's just not. That's not an ROI I expect from the highest played, highest yep. paid player on your team. And he did the same shit last year and the same shit against Oakland last year in the wild card. One for four. Boston went four for eighteen. Went three for eleven against the Twins. So I'm just not impressed with him. And the swing is ugly. It's it's as ugly as it's gonna get. I don't know how it's so stiff. It's just, yeah, there's no fluidity in his arms either. It's like, it looks like he's swinging a fucking club. Yeah. So, so the way I like to teach the swing and is again, kind of going off on a little coach rant here, but go for it. Like I like to teach you either have hand rhythm or upper body rhythm or lower body rhythm. He doesn't either. And, And yeah, he has neither. He just stands there stiff as a motherfucker with that closed off stance. Oh my God. And like, granted, if you can see if you can see the ball from there, and, and you can track in with the closed stance, then yeah, you're gonna give yourself opportunity to activate the hips and, and and get power through, which he's obviously shown he can do. But he just looks uncomfortable up there, and I think that that's a point to why he struggles to hit the breaking ball because the, he has a little bit of hand rhythm, but it's very stiff rhythm. Yeah, it doesn't look. It's it's not smooth at all. It just like I could t- I could tell you with a hundred percent certainty that he's an he's a god awful dancer. Oh yeah, I mean look at him. He can't he can't fucking swing a baseball bat. Uh, it's it's amazing how far he's... you're talking a lot of shit to a guy who hits thirty five plus home runs on the regular. Didn't do it this year, but uh... he was hurt half the year. <laughs> I don't care. Um, no, I, I I'm really I'm done with him. Um, I want him to make me eat my words too. So like, I'm hoping that this. I is... can't believe I can't believe I'm I'm sticking up for him. I know what the fuck. <laughs> like... I can't. I, I I honestly I can't believe I am, and I don't. I, I don't know. I just think he's too predictable to pitch to at this point, and I don't know. Fair. And that's the thing because pitchers know if I throw a breaking ball, there's a good chance if it's located in the right spot he'll swing, and because of that stance. The, I know where the stance came from. He got hit in the face, and I'm I'm not saying that's probably an easy thing to come back from. But what I'm saying is, you have the fucking face guard on. Like, just fucking open it up a little bit and drive through your swing more, because at this point, his back foot slips out on every swing. To your point, he, like his upper body is just so stiff. He's not turning anything. He's just turning his wrists. So how much power is he really generating? Because he's giving weight off of his back foot, and he's not going from his hips. Or anything like that. It's just he's just stepping. He's not even stepping forward. He's stepping 
like up and to the right. So he's essentially just diving out every swing. There is nothing wrong with the way he like. I don't see a ton wrong with how he steps. Like if if you do end up you know with that kind of a quieter step, as long as you're resetting yourself to an athletic position, I don't really have a ton of problem with it. But it's just got to be consistent. And I think he's not really consistent right now. Yeah, it's just it, it's tough. I to think watch. the mechanics are just a little out of whack. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Maybe you can attribute that to. Him not having a full season, and I'm sure there's a lot. Oh, of yeah, it. I would I would say that's a lot of it. I'm sure that's a lot of it, but it was the same shit last year, too. And I don't know. I, I, I just think if I'm the Yankees, I'm paying this guy all his money. to, And, yeah, I know he's there to hit home runs, but he's not even hitting home runs. He's just fucking striking out. Like, I would sit with him and just try to figure something out after this season because they have him for eight more years. Like, I want to see him do what he did in Miami – and it just hasn't happened. I know he can do it. I'm just so frustrated watching him just fucking K every time. And I'm calling it. It's going to come up to a, you know, he's going to have second and third of some shit with one one out, no outs. And he's going to fucking K. So it's just like, I, I haven't seen him get come through in the clutch at all yet. So I'm watching his all of his home runs from uh, 2018. And there's one that I'm looking at against the Rays at Yankee Stadium where he like triple guesses on the pitch. And now I'm seeing another one that he hits at Yankee Stadium against Seattle. I really wonder how his pitch recognition skills are. Yeah, doesn't it sometimes look like he's just so lost? Like yeah, it, and like if you watch that front foot, like he like starts to activate it and then double clutches, triple clutches, and then he activates and it go. And, and granted, he still is able to hit the ball 100 plus mile an hour, 400 plus feet. But I feel like he still has a ton of room to grow, which credit to you, fucking or not credit to you, but but congrats <laughs> to you, because um, if he ever figures it out, that's gonna be a fucking problem for the rest of the league. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he's not super young anymore either, so I feel like he hits a lot of opposite field home runs too. Yeah, I feel like well, Judge does too, but I think Judge just has a fucking pure swing. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, I, I just think Stanton has really bad habits ever since that injury, I feel like, is when it, like these habits started, where he started the closed-off stance, um, at, at least as dramatic as it is now. And, and to your point, I don't know, the pitch recognition, yeah, because he guesses multiple times while the pitch is being thrown, it looks like, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I'm, I'm Which waiting. Which, that must be fucking nice. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Must be nice, right? I know he has all the God-given talent in the world. I just want to... Oh, my gosh, to say the least. Yeah, I just want to see him fucking come through when it matters because you're not playing Toronto where it's 12-2 and you hit a fucking three-run shot. Like, I don't give a shit about those. I want to see you fucking do it in the play- in the playoffs and like actually be the reason why your team's winning and not... So another, another Yankee uh, that you guys have, and I actually didn't even notice him in the in the DS, so maybe you did I, and can speak on it. Edwin Encarnacion, former Indian. Yeah. Um, me and my dad, when he was in Cleveland, had a, uh, just like a, a small little discussion of like, it feels like he dominates when the game's out of hand. So I start, I started looking into it and I forget where I found the info, but I found it when the game was four or more runs either way, he hit like four twenty. <laughs> yeah. Well, and still ended up hitting like two sixty. Overall, yeah. which to me says when the game's close, you're fucking garbage. 
He actually played well in the divisional series, so I'll give him that. He he actually broke open the game on Saturday in game two. That was probably he he was the first one to get the party started. Um so I mean I I saw I did also see a stat with runners in scoring position, the guy hits like four hundred. So um regardless for the situation, I, I saw his runners in scoring position average was really good. So I'm not you know, that that's a concern I have with him, too, though, just because I don't know how real it is when you see him do it because it's such a small mm-hmm. sample size, and we didn't see enough of him, uh, in my opinion, at least. I think game. that ballpark plays to him a lot. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think he was tailor-made for, for playing in a ballpark like Yankee Stadium. And, yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing about Mike Stanton. I, I think he would... <laughs> I'm still going to do it. Uh, I know you are. That's why I'm laughing. I think he's perfect for that stadium. I just want to see him fucking do it, so... Because I, the, the one thing I don't want is another A-Rod situation where we have this guy who has all the talent in the world to do some big things, and he just shrivels up like a fucking raisin when, when the lights are bright. Like, I, I don't want that. Yeah, definitely. All right. We're done with the Yankees. Till, till the CS. We're done with the Yankees. Uh, before we get to our curtain calls, uh, do you want to go see the Yankees live in person for the ALCS? Yes. SeatGeek <laughs> SeatGeek makes that process simple and stress-free. Check out the SeatGeek app in the Apple and Google Play stores and download the app today. With tickets to sporting events, music, theater, comedy, and more, nothing beats seeing your favorite teams live and in person. SeatGeek scans all the secondary markets to find you the best deal, and they rate all the deals on a scale from 1 to 10 based on the best value to you. 1 means you're getting robbed. 10 means you found a great deal. They also do these dots. 10 means, I'm sorry, green dots are good. Red dots are bad. Use our code BREAKDOWN. That's BRK. DWN for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Go see the ALS. Go hang out with Gladys in Houston because they traveled for the for the AL or for the ALDS game five. Go see it. Well, yeah, today. Uh, that's promo code <laughs> breakdown. BRK DWN. 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Seven. Time for curtain calls. Go. Uh, so I'm gonna say this, Mike Stanton. If Aaron Hicks is healthy enough to return. Mike Stanton will be coming off the bench in the CS. Ooh. I just, I don't think Do you can deal with it. Okay, let's let's dive into a couple things here. Mm-hmm. What's the likelihood of Hicks coming back? Well, he said today he thinks he's ready, uh, or he said he's ready. That he, and he The series play. starts on Saturday. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I don't know. I That's why like, I'm not committed. I said if he comes back, because I don't think he will come back. Um, but I feel like if he does, because you're not going to bench Gardner. Gardner's hitting out of his fucking mind right now. You're not going to bench Judge. You can't bench Encarnacion after what he did for you in the DS. The only person you can actually really take out, because I think what they'd like to have is a balanced lineup with more lefty-righty splits, and, mm-hmm. and Hicks gives you that. He gives you a better glove in the field, better arm. Um, I just, And for right now... I would take Aaron Hicks coming off of absolutely no live at-bats in the last month rather than have Mike Stanton step up when I need him most. Wow. So, yeah. that's. I mean, I know this, that's, this is a lot that's of... A bold, that's a bold call, this is, but that's what the segment's for. This is fueling hatred, but I just, like... <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see him have these opportunities and squander them. So I, It's so nice that, like... 
it's not like we have to sit here and I have to talk shit on the Yankees and you have to shot, talk shit on Cleveland or Jordan talks shit on us both. Like, we twist the knives ourselves Oh yeah. Uh, as our fans. Uh, also, St. Louis making it final, uh, so they'll be dancing in uh, L.A., question mark? Or potentially in St. Louis. Uh, would they host? Yeah, because well, yeah, the Nationals came out of the wild card, yeah. Yep. Um, so... Uh, you'll know where they where where game one's gonna be played on Sunday, um, or I'm sorry, on Friday. Um, but my curtain call is also in regards to that game. By the next time we record, not only will game one being have been played in St. Louis, mm-hmm. Dave Roberts will be out as Dodgers Love manager, it. and the Doyers will be looking for a new ship captain, and. I think I I think I don't even remember what I said when we talked to Dodgers Nats earlier in the show, um, but I think the Nationals can get it done on the road. I think that Strasburg is going to shove, and I think the Dodgers are going to implode. Seven division titles and no World Series cannot fly. You're you're becoming the Buffalo Bills at that point. Oh, yeah. It's time to roll heads. And, and Roberts was on the hot seat after last year. And if you don't even make the World Series this year, I think even if they make the CS and lose it, you could make the argument that Dave Roberts may be out. Yeah, I think it's overdue at that point. Because two years ago, he's been on the hot seat following each of these losses. And there's there were questions and rumors flying this year, again, for the same reasons. I think at some point you just have to fucking you gotta pull the trigger and just go for it. And so that's, I, yeah. I like that take a lot. I I think it's overdue at that point. Seven straight division titles and no rings, it it just can't happen. No, that's it's bad. That's terrible conversion. So I mean, you're not converting at all. So yeah. So that's episode twenty. We're uh, a fifth of the way to a hundred. Yeah, look at that. Look at us. Look at look us. Look at us. Yeah, you know what? When 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 Jordan stopped and and, and bailed on us, you know, there were there were some questions. You know, how would me and how would me and Seven gel? Would the ship keep floating? And, and I would argue that this is the gap to gap has become a, a little bit of a wagon. I would say it's been thriving, actually. I I would say uh, Jordan can stay home. Yeah, stay home. Work Just from kidding. Home. Love you, Hafe. <laughs> um, don't fire me. Um, <laughs> Work from home. <laughs> he needs to work from home. Yeah, honestly. In, in every sense of the word. Yep. <laughs> uh, hard, <laughs> hardest working man in hotels and baseball gambling. Yeah. I would say. Um, <laughs> I give him that title. Ten days out of ten days. I can't wait till he listens to this episode and what he has to say to us oh, yeah. about it. <laughs> the inbox will be so, full. Yes, it will. That's it for episode 20. Thank you to T Public for the awesome new shirts. Thank you to SeatGeek for just continuing to be awesome. And thank you to you for listening and always supporting the breakdown as we uh, continue the wagon. Are we on, on the wagon? Off the wagon? Uh, what's the one when you're not? Thanks for listening to Gap to Gap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're out. See ya!